Please be seated. The festival of the Passover was nearing. The disciples go ahead, prepare a room, and the evening supper. Sounds like deacon stuff. Jesus knows his time is at hand. One more evening, one last supper with his disciples, one more night to teach. This night was going to be very different. During the meal, Jesus gets up from the table and does something strange, something disturbing. He takes off his robe, grabs a towel and a water basin, and begins to wash the disciples' feet. When he comes to Peter, Peter is watching Jesus begin this by washing the other disciples, a few of the other disciples' feet. So he has, a, he has some time for his emotions to well up and for his thoughts. And he's watching Jesus begin this, and when Jesus comes to him, he is defiant. You will never wash my feet. This is too difficult an image, too disturbing and undignified an action for him and in a way for us to accept. This is Peter, who in a few hours from this moment will take up the sword and defend his master. Peter, who has called Jesus the Messiah and desires him to be a strong ruler. Most of the time, that is how I see Jesus, as a strong commander leading me and guiding me in the right direction. Jesus says to Peter, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Realizing that mistake, Peter overcompensates and asks for his hands and head to be washed as well. And why not? Peter is close to Jesus, maybe the closest, the most loved. In Luke's account of this night, we learn there's a dispute that arises among the disciples as to who might be the greatest. If Peter's sense is that he is, wouldn't it make sense for him to be washed more than the others? Jesus replies that the washing of the feet is all that he needs and that all that we need. If it is what he has done for the others, it is sufficient for Peter and for us. Jesus washed their feet, everyone's feet, even the one who was to betray him and those who would deny him those that hid from the mob, he washed them all. He tends to the dirtiest part of them, of us, and he cleanses. We care for our hands and head quite a bit. We scrub and sanitize our hands. We shampoo our hair, well, <laughs> some more than others. <laughs> and we wash our face and, we, and occasionally splash some cool water there for refreshment. But our feet? Jesus gets to the filth, the dirty feet, these, feel, these feet that take us places, the feet that propel us on the journey, that get us through our work day, our feet that pound the pavement, that stand for something, the feet that march for something. My feet were tired and sore last Saturday in Washington, D.C., trying to keep up with six young people that weren't afraid to get their feet dirty. Their feet were taking them through the crowd of hundreds of thousands because they believe in something. 
closer and closer to the stage to hear a message of nonviolence, of change, and of hope. And then they turned right around early the next morning and stood up at Palm Sunday with others and took their place telling the story of our Lord's passion. One young set of feet that marched that morning carried the cross forward. Jesus washes those feet. We become clean and we rise up and we walk on again. Jesus then adds that this is not enough. We must wash one another's feet. He is here when we do this. I believe in his presence here at the Eucharist, the Eucharist that he gave us that same night. This is my body, this is my blood, a new sacrifice, the new covenant. He is here when we wash because this is what he also asked of us. I know that some of us may not come forward because of it's, you know, it's squeamish and I understand that and, and I can relate. And some of our brothers and sisters have changed the foot washing to hand washing. But I feel that this, what we do here, is integral in part of that new commandment, his new commandment that we love each other as he loves us. So that is what we do. We look beyond each other's dirt and faults. We get past the sin that upsets us pay no attention to the sock fuzz, and we wash, we serve, and we love. Jesus acts out this example. He leaves his appointed place at the table, he removes the robe of the master, and ties the towel of a servant around his waist. I see this often at St. Paul's and elsewhere. Volunteers come into the kitchen, they hang up their coats, they grab a towel and get busy doing God's work in the world, serving the needy, feeding the flock. Jesus gets down on his knees before his disciples and washes. Yes, through this mysterious, strange, and disturbing task, he shows us love. What wondrous love is this? He acts out the love he has for his own until the end. Yes, we say, I love God, but it is through our action of service that we prove it. Jesus makes that connection, the connection between love and service. When our young people work with the needy on home repairs in West Virginia, when our men's group shares a meal with the hungry at Shepherd's Heart, when you grab an angel or an egg from the tree and help out a family during the holidays, when you buy pizza for EYC or bring food up on the first Sunday of the month, when you listen to a friend who is grieving, you are pouring out God's love that's in you. And by this, the world will know that you are his. Jesus' disciples are hurting to learn that they will be with him only a little longer, and he comforts them. So as Jesus said to them that night, let not your hearts be troubled be of good cheer, believe in him, love one another, serve one another, and you will do greater things than this. In other words, go get dirty. Jesus will wash. Amen.